0: Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What a, what a good night we've had so far. And by the way, welcome to summer. How good is it to be done with classes? You're done with all that stuff. No more homework, no more tests. And, and how do you feel about the, uh, I don't know, the free Rita's ice? Was that good? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's take a poll because we had two flavors tonight, right? We had blue raspberry and we had strawberry lemonade. So if you love strawberry lemonade, let me hear you right now. That's good. If you love blue raspberry, let me hear you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Well done. Well done, blue raspberry. Uh, Well, we're so pumped that you guys are here. Tonight we're doing M12 all summer long. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I tell you, one one of my favorite parts of summer is that you get to sleep in. Right? Does anyone love sleeping in? Is that true of any? Uh, so let me ask this, maybe a dumb question. How many of you slept in past 10 a.m. this morning? Let me see. Let me see. You're like easy. That was easy. Okay. What about uh, how many people slept in past noon? You woke up and it was something p.m. Well done. Okay. How, okay. How many people past two? Anyone past two p.m.? What? All right, how late did you stay up or uh, sleep until 30. 3.30, 3.30 p.m. Did anyone wake up later than 3.30 p.m.? We got a four right here, what time? Four, what? No, but you're here right now, so you woke up. He says he wished he could be sleeping right now, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, anyone, anyone past four? Anyone past four p.m.? You what? You woke up tonight to come to church. That is ridiculous. See, that's why I love summer, man. It is so good. You woke up to come to church. That's that's impressive. Usually people wake up to go to church in the morning. He wakes up to come to church at night. So well done, well done. Well, we're so pumped you're here tonight. We're actually starting a brand new series called Yard Sale. Called Yard, uh, yard Sale. Um, has anyone ever been to a yard sale before? Yeah. Dude, I, I tell you, I love, I love yard sales. Uh, They're so fun. And for those of you that haven't been, here's kind of the big idea of what a yard sale actually is. Uh, You may have heard this before, especially if you've ever listened to Macklemore. Uh, One man's trash is another man's treasure, right? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Here's what that means. Uh, Someone who thinks something is trash, they want to give it away, and someone else is going to come by and say, actually, I love that thing. Like that thing that you want to give away, that thing you want to get rid of, I actually value it, I love it, I want it, treasure, they treasure it. So one man's trash, one man that wants to give away something is another man's treasure. And so I'm telling you, at, at, at yard sales and at thrift shops and Goodwill and all that stuff, like you find the most random stuff, the most random stuff that people, like you look at it and you're like, I can't believe someone had that in their home. Like that is out of, like I can't believe they actually had that and now they're actually wanting to give it away. So I've got some examples, these are real life examples, of things found at a yard sale uh, by people, either me or people that I know. So here's the first one. This one uh, is a tea press, that's what it's called, it's called tea press. And uh, look, there's there's two types of people, there's the, the people that love tea and the people that love coffee. Is anyone a tea person? You're like, give me tea, I need, okay. What about the coffee people? Yeah, okay, I'm a coffee, I'm a coffee person, like pretty much you can just inject it straight into my veins, I love, love, love coffee, Uh, but every now and then when I get sick, when I feel sick, I like tea, so I saw this at a yard sale, and I thought that looks pretty cool, you can actually put like loose leaf tea in there, which is kind of like a really fancy way to make tea, and so I saw that, and I said, that actually looks pretty awesome, and it was a dollar, one dollar for that thing right there, one dollar, and check it out, I got it and then I looked up how much it actually costs. The value of this thing is 20 bucks. So I paid a dollar and I got a $20 tea press. That is a win, thank you. That's it. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. So this guy wanted to get rid of it and I thought it was awesome and so I got the treasure. Okay, here's the next one. Chacos. Anyone, real quick, is anyone wearing Chacos right now? Let me see your feet, just do this. I got skinny jeans, so this is as high as I can go. Okay, these Chacos uh, are o- almost as old as some of you, truthfully, uh, I got these nine years ago. Nine, yeah, they made Chacos nine years ago, and, and they smell like they're nine years old too. So can you smell them? You get any of that? It's so good, you like it? Yeah, no, don't, don't smell it, it's bad. <laughs> There's like, there's mold in here that's, that's nine years old. You don't want to know anything, anything about. Okay, but true story. These Chacos were founded at Goodwill by one of our students. Her name is Jennifer. She found these. She paid $6 for these Chacos, and they fit her feet perfectly. For those of you that don't know, Chacos are pretty expensive. The value of these things, $100, and she paid six bucks, and she got a $100 pair of Chacos. Pretty awesome. Okay. All right. Here's the next thing. Here's the next one. Look at this. This is a beauty. This is what you look for at a yard sale. It's got denim. It's got tassels, right? I mean, more tassels, the better. And it's got, it's got cow, you know, like I, like I love milk, so cow is a good thing. And if you look closely, look closely. The cow spots are actually bedazzled on there. There's black jewels that make up the cow spots uh, for this hideous, hideous jacket. Uh, So the value of this jacket, yeah, it was never sold because no one in their right mind would buy this thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. The yard sale, the yard sale guy was like, hey, cow jacket or nah, and America has said nah. No one, no one wants that thing. Okay, here's the last one. This is a, this is a record uh, by a band called The Velvet Underground, okay? And for those of you, those of you that may not be familiar, records are like, uh, they're like what what CDs were uh, before CDs, like Spotify, okay? It's like Spotify, but just really old, okay? So that's what that is. It's a record, and uh, the person that bought it paid 75 cents, 75 cents for this record. Any guesses as to how much this might be? Three, $3.50 or $350. Wow. $350. Any other guesses? What you got? $257. I like your specificity. It's $295. It's like price is right. All right, one more. One more. What? million is his guess. The actual price is $155,000. $155,000. It's true. It's a deal. So this guy, this guy went to a yard sale. He paid 75 cents and he got a record worth $155,000. Because check it out. Check it out, yard sales, yard sales are are, are all about what you treasure, right? Like when you go to a yard sale, you can see what people used to treasure. The people that go to yard sales, you know what they treasure because that's what they buy. So yard sales, yard sales are all about what we treasure, which is also what the series is about. The series Yard Sale, it's a series all about what we treasure. Because here's what I know, Um, whether you're an adult or whether you're a student, whether this is like your first time to M12 and you're a guest or whether you've been here, for like months or years, everyone in this room, everyone treasures something. Like we all treasure something. We all have something that we put value on, something that we're like, dude, I love that thing right there. There's something in our lives that we that we treasure. And if I were to dig deep, I bet I could find what you treasure the most. Like the number one thing, the biggest thing, the number one thing in your life that you're thinking, this is what I have to have. This is my treasure. This is my this is my value. Now, uh, to know what it is you treasure most, there's, there's a really like simple formula. And so here's what it is. If only I had blank, I'd be happy. Or, or, if I didn't have blank, then I'd be miserable. Okay, this is how you found, uh, find out what you actually treasure. If only I had this, if only I had this thing, then I would be happy. Or, or, if, if I didn't have this, ah, oh, then my life would fall apart. If I didn't have this thing, then I'd be, I'd be miserable. So, for instance, some of you in this room may be thinking, if only I had Chacos, then my life would be complete. I want to jump on that Chaco bandwagon, and if I had it, then my life, it'd be full. It'd be complete. Or, some of you, some of you that, uh, that love playing games, you're thinking, dude, if I didn't have Clash of Clans, then... I don't know, then my life would be done because I'm on level like 94 and it's awesome, right? You're thinking, if I didn't have this thing, I'd be miserable. See, that's, that's what you treasure. Some of you, some of you are thinking, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the day. I cannot wait when I can finally drive. Oh my gosh. If only I could drive. If only I could drive, I'd be happy. If only I had the freedom of driving, then I'd be okay. Or Or some of you, check it out. Some of you might think if if I didn't if I didn't have my phone Don't even speak of it. My life would end, right? Like some of you, here's what I know. Some of you in this room When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? You check your phone, right? Because if I didn't have my phone, then my life would be over. If I couldn't check my updates, then things would be terrible. Or, or, how about this? Hold up, let's bring it back. Have you ever, uh, have you ever been to like maybe a party or someone's house and you're like getting ready to leave and you're like, all right, I'll see you guys later. And then you do the like kind of, you know, check for like, where's my phone? And then you realize... I don't have my phone, and you're like, stop, no one can move, you stop right now, where is my phone? And like your life is just, someone press pause, because you're thinking, I have to have my phone, because if I don't have my phone, if I don't have my phone, I'd be miserable, because all of us, check it out, all of us, all of us treasure something, and for some of you, it's these things that you can buy like a phone or a game or some shoes. But for some of you, it's it's something more than that. Some of you, your treasure maybe is like the person that you're going out with right now. Maybe it's the person you like. And you're thinking, you're thinking, if I didn't have my boyfriend, if I, if I didn't have my girlfriend, I'd be miserable. Or, or some of you are thinking this, if only I had Bay, If only I had Bay, then my life would be like... Everything would be okay if only I had Bay, right? So here's what I know: all of us, all of us in this room, we all treasure something. There's something that we hold on to and we treasure. We add value to it, and we're like, if if only I had this, then I'd be happy. If I didn't have this, my life would fall apart. There's there, there's something all of us treasure, but there's one problem, because when we treasure something. We keep wanting and wanting and wanting that thing that we treasure. And then we find out that what we want is never enough. What we want is never enough. See, we all treasure something, and we all think the thing that we treasure, if we had it, if we had it, then our life would be complete. Then everything would be great. And then we get that thing. And we're like, oh, it's... It's just not quite what I, what I thought it was going to be. It doesn't, it doesn't fulfill you the way you thought it was going to fulfill you. It doesn't give you satisfaction the way you thought it was going to give you satisfaction. Like some of you, some of you, you looked forward to the day. You were literally counting down the days before you could get your new iPhone, right? You were so pumped about the new iPhone. And then, and then you got it and you're like this is, this is unbelievable, it's so fast, I can talk to like a million people at once, I can download all these apps, like my life is so good. And then you fast forward like six months and you've like dropped your phone eight times and like the screen is cracked and the battery is terrible. And you've downloaded so many apps that the thing is like sluggish and slow and it doesn't work. And so you're like, I'm done with apps. I hate apps. I don't want apps anymore. And I wish people would su- I wish I was out of these group texts. This is terrible. I hate it. But when you started, when you started, when you started, you thought it was going to be everything. But what you want is never enough. Or for some of you, for some of you, you started dating someone. And as soon as you started dating them, you were like, My, this is awesome. Like literally, I can hear birds chirping. They're louder. They're, they're musical. It's amazing. Like everything in life is going so well. I love this person that I'm with. My life is complete now because I'm dating this person. And then, then like three months in, you're like, this person is terrible. I, I think I hate them. Like, I, I didn't know I could, but they are, like, they're a different, pro- I think they have a twin, and I fell in love with a twin, and then I got someone else. Like, I don't know what happened. I thought it was going to be awesome, but it just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because what we want, what we want is never enough. And, and actually, yard sales, yard sales are evidence that what we want is never enough. Because, because we say this, we say one man's trash. One man's trash is another man's treasure. But did you know? That at one time, his trash that he's trying to give away was his treasure. Because, see, he went away, and he treasured something, so he paid money for it. And now, many years later, he's putting it out in his yard saying, just someone take it, because it's not enough. See, because yard sales are evidence that what we want is never enough. And eventually, the things that you treasure begin... To not make your life better, they actually make your life worse. And the things that you treasure actually trash your life. And so the question is this, what do we do? What do we do when what we want is not enough? What do we do when we find out the thing that we've been hungering after, the thing that we've been treasuring is not enough, the thing that we thought would fulfill us, thought would bring us satisfaction, what do we do when what we want is never enough? And this question was posed to Jesus Someone asked Jesus this question. Jesus, what do we do? What do we do when what we want is never enough? And so I want to look together at how Jesus responded to this guy as it's found in Mark chapter 10. So go ahead, grab your Bibles. They should be either under your chair or in your lap. Mark chapter 10. This is going to be on page 1013. Page 1013. I just want to give you like a tiny bit of context. Mark chapter 10, page 1013. Uh, So Jesus was teaching uh, Jesus was known as an incredible teacher that also performed miracles, and many believed myself included many believed that he was actually God in human, in a human form. And so Jesus came and he taught all these incredible things. People love to listen to him. He was teaching in, in, a, in a country called Judea. but then he was getting close to Passover. And so Jesus knew he needed to go to Jerusalem for Passover. And so Jesus starts on his journey to go to Jerusalem, and while he's on his way, in fact, as soon as he starts, some guy runs up to him and asks this question. So here's what happens. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him. So he's going to Jerusalem, and this guy runs up to him, fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, Jesus, what do I do? What do I do to get more? Like, I know there's got to be something more because what I've had right now, it just doesn't satisfy. It's just not enough. And so what do I do? Jesus, what do I do? Because what I want is not enough. The things I thought would satisfy are not satisfying me. I'm empty. Jesus, what do I do? What do I do when what I want is not enough? And so Jesus answered, verse 18, why do you call me good? which, you know, Jesus had this knack for, like, people would ask him a question, and then he would answer their question with uh, seemingly, like, an unrelated question, and people were just like, but I, like, I asked you a question, Jesus, and so that's what, that's what this, uh, that's what Jesus says. He says, why do you call me good? And the guy's like, but you didn't answer my question, Uh, and then Jesus himself answers the question, says, look, no one is good except for God alone, which is a really, uh, that's Jesus' like fun way of saying, hey, by the way, so you called me good and you're right because only God is good, meaning I only I am God. So there you go, that's like a side tangent. Anyways, verse 19, verse 19, he starts to answer his question. What do I do? What I want is not enough. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud and honor your father and mother. And so this guy runs up to Jesus and says, Jesus, what do I do when what I want is not enough? And Jesus' response was, well, have you tried religion? Have you tried, like, following a bunch of rules? Have you tried being really, really moral? In fact, there's some of you in this room that, that for you, you began to realize early on that the stuff in this life won't satisfy You began to realize that things that you treasured were never enough. And so you thought in your brain the same thing that Jesus is saying. You thought, well, maybe if I was really moral, like maybe if I followed all the rules, maybe if I got really like religious, maybe then, maybe then I would be satisfied. Maybe then I would be fulfilled. Maybe then I would be content. And so Jesus says, well, have you tried religion? What if you, what if you tried just following a bunch of rules? And so verse 20, the guy responds, teacher, he declared, all these I have kept. Since I was a boy. In other words, Jesus, yeah, 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 I've tried that. I've done that. I've followed all the rules. I've done all the things I'm supposed to do. I've, I've been moral. I've been moral. And then verse 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack. In other words, Jesus is saying, religion is not it. See, you still are missing one thing. And religion is not where you're going to get your fulfillment. See, because you can try being moral. You can try just like following all the rules. But there's still something missing, isn't there? Because there's something more than just religion. There's something more than just following the rules. And then Jesus, Jesus gets to the point of it. He said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, follow me. And so Jesus here is saying, here's what you need to do. You need to hold a yard sale. You need to take all your stuff and you need to give it away. And when you give it away and you start following me, then you'll have treasure. And not the kind of treasure you've had before, but treasure that actually fulfills you. Because see, Jesus is saying, your fulfillment, your satisfaction does not come from your phone It doesn't come from the games that you buy. It doesn't come from shoes. It doesn't come from a relationship. It doesn't come from being popular. It doesn't come from being known. It doesn't come from any of that stuff. And, and this is so huge, your fulfillment does not come from religion where you follow rules. Your fulfillment comes from a relationship where you follow Christ. That's where fulfillment is. Fulfillment comes from a relationship where you follow... Christ. And I wish, I wish that the story ended with the guy saying, Jesus, you're so smart. Jesus, you're great. You're good. I'm going to follow you. You know what? That's a great idea. Let's hold the yard sale. I'll do it. And then the guy like walks off with Jesus and they're like skipping together and they're like all fulfilled and everyone's good. But that's not how it ended. It ended with the guy not taking Jesus's advice And look at what happens in verse 22. At this, the man's face fell. And he went away sad. He went away sad. He went away sad because he had great wealth. See, this guy, this guy went up to Jesus, and he was empty. And he said, Jesus, I need something more. I need something to fulfill me. And he didn't take Jesus' advice. And he left just as empty as before. And see, his life, his life was full of stuff, (laughs) but his soul was full of sadness. And what Jesus would tell us is if you really want fulfillment, here's the key. If If God is not your everything, if God is not your everything, then nothing will be enough. If God is not your everything, then nothing will be enough. No matter what you try, no matter where you go, if God is not your everything, nothing will be enough. See, the problem, the problem for us is not what we treasure. Because you and I treasure good things. But the problem is how we treasure it. The problem is when we treasure something above God. The problem is when our number one treasure, the number one thing in our lives, is something besides God. Because you and I were created. We were created to treasure God above everything else else in our lives. And when we put something else above God, that thing that we treasure cannot give us the same satisfaction that only God himself can give. And so some of you, some of you are treasuring your phones as the number one thing in your life, the thing that you revolve your entire life around. Some of you, some of you, you treasure a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Some of, you, some of you treasure like popularity, like being known by people, having lots of people come up to you and say you're awesome. You treasure that above everything else. Some of you treasure material possessions like shoes or clothing, and you think that's your number one thing. But I'm telling you, if God is not your everything, if God is not number one for you, then nothing, nothing will ever be enough. And the problem is not your phone, the problem is not your stuff, the problem, the problem is when we take something that God meant to give us to add on to our life, and it becomes the thing that we can't live without, when a good thing that God has given us becomes the ultimate thing that we feel like we can't live without, then our life begins to fall apart. And I tell you, it's, it's very easy to treasure things above God. In fact, I've done it. I've done it many times. See, I, uh, God, God has given me a lot of really, really good stuff. He's blessed me and my family. And one of the things he's given me is like an awesome wife. And you guys have heard me talk about Catherine before. Uh, she's, she's great. Aww. She, um She, I tell you, man, I treasure her. I do. And sometimes, sometimes I, I treasure her above God. Sometimes I, I make Catherine my number one thing in my life. Sometimes I, I, I put my entire life around Catherine. And some of you might be thinking, oh, that's romantic. But scripture calls that idolatry. See, because I'm putting something above God. And... And I got to tell you, when I, like, Catherine is amazing, but she's not God, okay? She's great. She's not God, though. And so when I expect her to be God for me, when I expect her to fulfill me in ways that only God can fulfill me, that puts unnecessary pressure on her, and it actually causes bitterness for me. In fact, the worst times in our relationship has been when she has been number one in my life. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but I'm telling you, the worst times, the times when it's been the rockiest, have been when she is number one in my life. Because I start focusing so much on her, and I start becoming bitter because she is not giving me what, I, what only God can give me. And my life begins to unravel. And the thing that I treasure most begins to trash our relationship. Because she was never meant to be number one. And nothing you treasure was ever meant to be number one. Because only God, only God can be number one. And if God is not your everything, if God is not number one, then nothing in your life will ever be enough. No relationship, no thing that you can buy will ever be enough. And so for some of you, for some of you it's time to hold a spiritual yard sale. And to to get rid of the stuff that you're treasuring above God. Because I know for many of you in this room, for many of you, there's something. There's something that you treasure and it has the number one spot in your heart. And you treasure it more than you treasure God. And so the question that we're going to close with is just this. What are you treasuring above God? What is it in your life that you're treasuring above God? What is it that in your life you're putting as the number one thing The thing that you feel like you can't live without. What is it that you're treasuring above God? And and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is in your life. But I've got some like guesses. I've got some ideas. In fact, I've been praying for you. And I know that this has been an issue for me. And so I imagine it's an issue for you. And so I've got some ideas of things that maybe, maybe for you, you're treasuring above God. So here's the first one. For some of you, it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend. And this person in your life, you you love so much. You've centered your entire life around them. You're treasuring them as number one. But it's not fulfilling you. It's not satisfying you the way that you thought it would. And in your mind, you keep thinking, I bet if I treasure them more, I bet if I do more stuff for them, I bet if I back away from all my friends and I focus entirely on the person that I'm dating, then, then it will satisfy. (laughs) And I'm telling you, that doesn't work. Because what we want is never enough. Only God can satisfy. And so maybe for you, maybe for you, having a yard sale means Spending less time with the person that you're dating. Maybe it means setting boundaries of like, you know what? This summer I'm not going to spend every day with that person. I'm only going to spend like two or three days a week. Or maybe less. Or maybe for you, holding a spiritual yard sale means I'm going to hang out with that person with other people. So it's not just the two of us. But I know there's some of you that you've been so desperate for anyone for someone to fill that spot that you've decided to settle for someone that you shouldn't even be dating in the first place and so for some of you in the room for some of you holding a yard sale means actually no longer being with that person because you've been treasuring having anyone above God and it's trashing your life for some of you, maybe it's not a boyfriend, maybe uh, it's your phone. And we, you know, like we, we joke around about like, oh my gosh, if I like lose my phone, then the world stops and I don't know what I'm going to do. And we joke around about like your phone being the first thing you check when you wake up. And I've done it too. But like, what does that, what does that say when, when you first wake up, that the first thing you do, the number one thing you do is you check your phone? What does that tell you about your heart? What does that tell you about what you treasure? Maybe it's telling us that our phones have become our number one thing, the thing that we treasure above God. And so maybe, maybe God's saying you need to hold a spiritual yard sale and you need to spend some time away from your phone. Maybe it's something as simple as when you're with other people, you just put the phone aside. Or maybe, maybe you need to spend like a week without your phone. You need to fast from your phone because see fasting is giving up something good for something that's better and we all believe that God is better than anything so are you willing to give up your phone for a closer relationship with God because if God is not your everything then nothing nothing will be enough maybe uh maybe it's not your phone maybe it is maybe it's maybe it's popularity that you care so much about what people think of you that you're willing to do whatever it takes because that's number one for you. So you're willing to sacrifice anything and everything else, your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, your relationship with other people you used to be friends with, just so you can get in that crowd, just so you can be around those people because popularity and being known has become number one, the thing that you treasure above everything else. And then here's the, here's the last one. Maybe the thing that you're treasuring is an escape or a need to relax. And I, and I, and I want to uh, explain this because this may not make much sense to you. Um, I, think, I think all of us deal with pressure and we deal with stress and we think that uh, we need an escape. And I believe God created us in that way. That we're not designed to always be under pressure and always be under stress. And so some of you think, you know, I need an escape, I need to relax, I need to, um, I need to do that. And because that's your number one thing, you're willing to do whatever it takes. Anything. In fact, maybe you've talked to some of your friends and they said, hey, if you really want to escape, if you really want to escape, then, then you need to smoke some weed. Because if you smoke weed, then I promise you, dude, it, 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 like, you forget about everything else. Or maybe It's drinking. Maybe your need to relax is so great. Your need for an escape is so great that you're willing to turn to drinking. Just so you can have an escape. Maybe it's pornography. Because you just want to get away from the world that you're in. And so pornography has become an escape for you. Maybe maybe it's self-harm. Because the stress is so great on you. You're thinking, I just need anything. I need like something to get me out of the stress that I'm under. And that's become your number one thing. And so you're willing to sacrifice yourself to get it. And did you know that Jesus, Jesus said, when you're weary, when you're burdened, when you're stressed, come to me. Jesus said, come to me. He didn't say, go try to find that escape somewhere else. He said, come to me for an escape. See, because if God is not your everything, if he's not the number one place you go, then nothing will ever be enough. No drug will ever get you high enough. No amount of self-harm will ever make you escape enough. If God is not your everything, then nothing will be enough. So what is it? What is it that you're treasuring above God? And where do you need to hold a spiritual yard sale? Let me pray for you. God, God, I I love these students and I want them to trust in you. I want them to treasure you above everything else in their lives. God, I want you to be the foundation of their lives. I want you to be the cornerstone of their lives. I want you to be the number one thing in their lives so they don't go anywhere else for their treasure, but that they would find fulfillment in you because nothing else will satisfy, nothing else is ever enough. So Jesus, would you reveal to these students the truth? Show them the treasures that they're holding on to. Give them the courage to let them go. Give them the courage this week to hold a yard sale and to get rid of the stuff in their life that they're treasuring above you. God, you you are number one. And so we want to worship you as number one. So now, God, would you solidify the decisions that we've made? Show us the treasures that we need to get rid of and help us treasure you above everything else. In Jesus' name.